RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, what's happening? All right. It's very nice to be here, guys. It feels like forever, doesn't it? Already we have people jumping into the chat room. If you're on any other channel, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster and join us there where the amazing Tara Buster community, the, the OG Tara Buster originals, the original gangsters will um, treat you fairly decent and oh, well, what am I doing? I'm putting up the call-in number. Fair but firm. We don't do. Uh, we don't abide by. Um, what do you call it? We don't suffer fools. Let's put it that way. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to make words come out of my mouth, and they're competing. So already, thank you, Jim. Already for your super chat, right out of the gate. Welcome, Richard W. and Pookie's mama, Irene, the first to jump into the chat room. So, very good, very good. All right, listen, listen, we got a lot to talk about. Before I begin, though, well, let me, let's do the spiel. My name is Tara Devlin. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the Right Side of History, Decency, Dignity, Democracy, and Humanity. We get together. Uh, we have a regular Saturday um, scheduled show that we get together during the week as many times as I possibly can. And I apologize for not being able to do the show before tonight. It's just, this is what happens. That's why I encourage people to become patrons at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to keep the show going and growing. And eventually, maybe one day, I hope, I hope, I, I hope I don't have to say this for the rest of my life. Imagine like in 10, 20 years, I'm, I'm here saying, we want to have a daily show at a set time. <laughs> I think that would be very depressing. So, all right. Well, we do what we can. So, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to keep the show going and growing. And tonight, we do got a new patron. We got a new person who, which is great. Uh, and this show cannot do it without the patrons. So, Everybody who takes that leap and joins patreon.com slash Tara Devlin at any level, you're, you're, you're keeping the show going and growing. And that says to me what we're, we're doing the right thing. We're on the right track. This is good feedback because we're in this together and, um, I cannot do it without you. And I really believe that too. That's that this is our show, and, and anybody who hangs out in the chat room knows that too, because we're constantly doing sound checks, and they give me their their honest, constructive criticism. So I really pr appreciate that. And so, with that, where is my? See, I gotta come up with a better system. Tonight's amazing patron or sponsor well i guess there they are the sponsor of the show wait hold on the fuck i always have you know i think i have a good system and then the fuck i'm looking for my applause son of a bitch i have the drum roll 
I cannot find the applause. What is wrong with me? Everybody, I found this. To meet. I found this. We need wall. I found this. The best is yet to come. <laughs> I found this. Some people are just born to be slaves. Right, but I can't find the applause. America's meat. All right, all right. Settle down, Pence. Did I delete the applause? Maybe I did. You never know. I found this. This is Trump's, uh... That's his cybersecurity expert trying to figure out what to do. And... All right. Whatever. I can't find it. I found this. No hangers! What's wire hangers doing in this closet when I told you no wire hangers ever? What's this one? What the hell's the matter with them? <laughs> I like that one. What the hell's the matter with them? I forgot about that one. I have, what the fuck is wrong with me? That's what I want to know. How come I can't find anything? Somebody, who who is in here messing with my sounds? Tara Jr. Jr., get in here. All right, well, we don't have any, we don't have an applause. So, oh, well. <laughs> All I got to say is. To me. So, but anyway, let's get back. I'll, f I'll find an applause later, regardless of being on the air. I mean, I have an applause. It just disappeared. Son of a... I have this. <laughs> oh, that's loud. Hello? Lullaby? What's this one? <laughs> oh, yes, we got that one. That's screaming. We got this. All right. Well, tonight's show is sponsored by Wendy Wakers. Woo! And this is where we have the the crowd. That's just ambiance. It's not applause, but thank you Wendy for taking the extra step to become a patron of this show because I know there are many other shows you can sponsor and support. And the fact that you're sponsoring and supporting this show lets me know that uh, we're we're on the right track and we will win because we're in this together. So this is a community effort. This is our show because we don't have big billionaire benefactors like we don't have the corporate media benefactors, the billionaires who pay the millionaires to tell the rest of us that... Um, billionaires in space are a good thing okay we have each other we get the word out about the progressive policies and solutions the progressive policies that built the middle class and that will save the middle middle class if given a chance and that's what we're doing here getting the word out uh, reclaiming patriotism 
reclaiming, well, well, we discuss history, reality, and um, we will win because you know it. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and that's what we talk about. So thank you, Wendy. And because you're a sponsor and a patron, if you would like a Tarabusta mug, like I'm, oh, look, there's, that's disgusting. My, I had lipstick on the mug. I didn't mean to show you that. I didn't even know that was there until I did that. But um, email me at tarabustermedia at gmail.com with your name and address, and you will get a beautiful mug. All right. Guys, 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 thank you all. And anybody else, like Pookie's Mama Irene, like Richard W., anybody, if I, I don't remember who I sent mugs to, I couldn't possibly keep all those, that information in my head. If you guys want a mug, you know what I'm saying? Invitation open to you as well. Anybody who supports the show, we're in this together. If you want a mug, send me, you got to send me an email. Okay, guys? All right, let's get to work. I did a I did a short video. It didn't get published yet. It's going to publish at nine o'clock. Just a short video. Um, when I was discussing Marjorie Taylor Greene, this this will kind of be like the long form of that, I suppose, because I when I was watching. Okay, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let's just get into it. Um, she is, uh, she is alarming. Okay, she's a kook. She's um, unfit. She's spiritually, emotionally, most like, well, definitely sexually unfit. We know this. There's been, I mean, there are stories about her. She's, uh, about her cheating on her husband. Uh, we did a whole thing because, uh, on this, um, on a story that was written because she, pro she promotes herself as a small businesswoman when she's, she, she's not, she's uh, another parasite who doesn't know her limitations she is uh, fortunate enough to have a family business. She doesn't do anything for this family business except, I guess, cash a check and go to uh, CrossFit training. And that's what she did. To And actually, she went on tour with CrossFit. Hold on. I'll lower this a little bit. I don't need this. This is just for me to keep the cues, keep, you know, the keep it to TV, around two hours because I also noticed that nobody eh, not nobody but you know people don't generally listen to three well maybe they do three hour podcast hold on are you kidding me wait a minute I just found the applause that's not it here well that's for you Wendy thank you Wendy for your for your becoming a patron patreon.com slash terror devil boom okay so but marjorie taylor green is uh she's disgusting she's sexually unfit morally unfit she's um she's insane i i believe well here you know what's interesting let's let's start with this first because eric swalwell was on some other podcast Son of a bitch. I'm getting a damn beach ball. Why? Why, world? 
Why does this shit happen when I'm live? I think I need a new computer. It's getting to that time. Just getting too many bugs happening. But, all right. So Eric Swawa was on a another podcast, and this is what he said. Pro wrestling, uh, to be honest, many of my colleagues are better suited to work at the WWE. Uh, and, and I say that about <laughs> Gates because I've worked with him on marijuana issues. I've worked with him on other issues, especially really before Trumpism took off and he turned into a character and, and he would, there were times where he would laugh at himself about how stupid he had to act, you know, to keep, you know, the act going. Mm. That's what's so frustrating. And this may sound crazy, but if you ran into Matt Gates or Ted Cruz or Jim Jordan at the Santa Monica Pier, you would say, these are nice guys. Boy, they're, they're nothing like, you know, what I see them do on Twitter or TV. And I write about this in the book. During the impeachment trial in the Senate, Ted Cruz came up to me, like we bumped into each other in the Senate bathroom, and he said, hey, I, I think you're doing a great job out there. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? He just <laughs> scorched me on Fox News like the night before. He tweets at me like every other week. But to him, if you're a pro wrestler, like it doesn't matter that you hit me over the head in the ring with a steel chair. It's all fake, right? You're just doing what the fans want. So I should just be cool with it because he projects onto me what he does. He thinks that I'm just performing as well. And that's what's most sickening is that I don't even know what these guys believe. Like, I really don't. I think they just are giving what they think the fans want. And that's uh, that's alarming, but the, and it it goes to what I generally say. Like they're all not not all they're just full of crap. But as far as Marjorie Taylor Greene is concerned, she is she's a true believer. So some of them uh, actually know the con that they're engaged in a con, and but others are trapped in the con and there is there's no doubt in my mind that marjorie taylor green is a true believer in QAnon, and this is why where the the american experiment is hanging by a thread and sh she is a symptom of this you see in in order to have functioning a functioning democracy that requires it requires a level of trust. So we have to have trust in each other. And the, it also, we also, it requires and it, um, that we agree on truth. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, and, and she is, she's a, almost like a victim of the last, well, I guess my entire life, 40 plus years of Republican, uh, of this drumbeat of, Government is bad. Government is the problem. Government is, you know, everything. Uh, the the nine worst language uh, words in the English language. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. It's she's someone who has been, you know, completely propagandized. But she's stupid. So into the inter now you set her loose into the onto the internet. 
And with this disdain for government and this disdain that has been cultivated on Fox News, thanks to the Telecommunications Act, so we we know it comes from both sides, right? So the Democrats, it was Bill Clinton who signed the Telecommunications Act, but without deregulating the media, we would not have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene in, um, in power. She, and she has no business being anywhere near the halls of power. So she is a legit kook. And this is, it is really a hallmark uh, it's sort of like when we tick off the boxes in fascism. Okay, we have the uh, you know militarism, the sexism, the 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 rampant corruption, the disdain for the elite. But we also have this: the proliferation of conspiracy theories, and not and they're not on the fringe anymore. Not only are they not on the fringe, we actually have. Uh, legitimate conspiracy theorists in power. And and it's not like the Steve Bannon types conspiracy theory, because Steve Bannon is another con man, just like Trump. And, and just like Ted Cruz, like Eric Swallow just explained, they think they're in, this is just a game to them. It doesn't matter. It's a, that's why they have no problem um receiving fewer votes and squatting in the White House. They, they have no problem running on the big lie and using that big lie to overturn and manipulate, well, to stop people from voting and eventually overturn elections because it's a game. It's about power. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, she is a, um, she's somebody, she's a true believer. And that that is even, that's another line that we've crossed into almost we're at the point of no return because once you keep crossing those lines there's no going back there's no going back unless you deliberately go back like we all have to have this conversation of what we're up against and how do we deliberately reform a government of by and for the people that works for all it and it requires so many things that um that the democratic party they're not willing to do that the democratic party is not willing to to tell the fascists that um you know for example stand up for government schools stand up for public education government schools all that uh, we need public education because we need a common story and we need people to we need young people to be educated on what it means to keep a democracy going and um we don't have that when they go against when they uh denigrate so-called government schools they're they're attacking the another pillar of democracy which is our, and it's, they're also attacking our community spirit and our trust because we know what they've done uh, when it comes to public schools in general. They've turned that into the enemy, the, uh, you know, the teachers' unions are teaching kids all about, uh, I don't know, radical communism. And 
it's not just uh, that we're, you know, have different ideas about how to get to uh, a, a system where the majority shares in the, you know, uh, the, the, the profits that their labor makes possible, that we have a thriving middle class. That's not, we, we're not even on that same page. That's gone. So how do we get back from here? We, we have outright kooks in the halls of power who don't know their limitations. It's like that is one hallmark of the insane because the insane don't know that they're insane, right? They don't know that they can't fly and then they jump out the window. It's the same thing with Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's like, I could be a representative. When who, 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 who told her that? Would you allow a child to be a representative? No, because they're unfit. They're not mature enough. Well, where? Well, what about her? There should be a, a bottom line agreement on certain things. Like, for example, at this moment, it should be that Joe Biden is the president and that he won. And that there was, they know there wasn't any voter fraud, but it doesn't matter. How many times you tell them this is beyond it's beyond reason at this point. It's we're into the Jim Jones territory with some of them. So you have some who are the true believers and the others who are exploiting them. And I say forever, I've been saying that the Republic, I may hate them. I do. I hate them because they're the albatrosses around our national necks and they are destroying democracy and thereby spitting in the face of everyone who ever bled and died for this country. And it makes me sick to think of all those young people in their cold, early graves and these freaks are uh they are turning their service into a joke but so you have the marjorie taylor greens the true believers and then you have the jim jones types right the ones like the ted cruz who are exploiting them so like i say um i i may hate them but ted cruz hates them even more they they are i mean they hate them because they're out there right now t- convincing them not to get a vaccine, not to, you know, convincing them to put themselves in danger. This doesn't make any sense to me when, for a fact, uh, you know, we know that this is now becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated is what uh, Joe Biden is saying and what the the numbers are uh, revealing to be true that the if you're not vaccinated you're in danger and the people dying in uh in the or right now in the icu over 90 percent it's like 99 percent are unvaccinated but then you have the marjorie taylor greens and the filthy disgusting rest of the republican party now, well, except now, you know, uh, the other day, what was it? S- Steve Scalise and Hannity came out saying, oh, okay, you better take it seriously now after 600,000 are dead. But Marjorie Taylor Greene isn't backing down and they're, they're turning it into um, the mark of loyalty. Are you loyal to Twitler or not? 
but it, it doesn't make any sense but that they're killing <laughs> that they are setting their own constituents up to die so that's why i say i may hate them but i'm not trying to kill them i hate them because they suck they're stupid they're dupes they're racist they fall for the oldest tricks in the book yes i hate them because they are dragging us back to times we we should leave in history's trash pile because they they are um an international embarrassment and a national shame they they everything they touch they turn to crap i and i that's why i hate them but i'm not trying to kill them not like not like kevin mccarthy not like tucker carlson not like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Shit, they're trying to kill these people. You know, I'm trying to make sure they they don't die needlessly without health care. I'm trying to make sure that they have living wages and they work in decent working conditions and they work reasonable hours and get a fair share of the profit their labor makes possible. You know, uh, um, the American dream. That's what I'm help- hoping for them. I'm hoping that they can retire, that, I mean, uh, that they can, when they open their tap and they drink water, it's not filled with the corporate poison. So, you know, I mean, so you can argue I may hate them, but I certainly don't want, I don't, not really hate them. The Republicans, they hate them. They hate them even more. And they they laugh at them how easy it is to, to not only make them cheer for their own demise, but to lead them right over the cliff. It's beyond, it's really insanity. And we've seen a lot of insane things in, in the world in general. Just stupid, insane, disgusting behavior. People who've sacrificed their lives for stupidity yeah i'm just thinking about what was that oh in world war ii and the inside was that saipan they all jumped off the, the the cliff instead of um surrendering to the american forces the japanese civilians jumped to their deaths because they were so um well, for one thing, they were afraid. They were. They had been told that the Americans were brutal and would would uh, treat them horribly, and uh, they were loyal to their to their emperor. So, I mean, that that kind of insanity. That's what we're seeing with the Republican Party. This is a cult. I mean, could you imagine? These people, for example, the um, there there was a story of one of these Trumpanzies who had COVID, but wouldn't go to the doctor or wouldn't go get help because he didn't want to add to the numbers, Twitler's numbers. Now that's an irrational um, death cult. They prove me correct all the time, and I hate that. I really do. I wish I was wrong about them but i've been calling them the greed-centered death cult forever and they are this is a death cult a greed-centered selfish kiss-up kick-down racist death cult 
It's not a dem- democratic, small d democratic party. They are a an authoritarian death cult. Prove me wrong. Well, here, here, let's let's watch this. As far as uh, to remind ourselves how unfit and disgusting Marjorie Taylor Greene is. Carlos, CBS News. Uh, Whip Scalise said today he got vaccinated, citing this Delta variant that's going around, and said he's confident that it's safe and effective. Two questions. Have you yourself gotten vaccinated, and do you disagree with the Republican whip? Well, your your first question is a violation of my HIPAA rights. <laughs> you see, with HIPAA rights, uh, we don't have to reveal our medical records, and that also involves our vaccine records. Bullshit, you dumb bitch. No, that's not HIPAA. That's not what HIPAA rights are. But, and yet again, you know, she, people, ignorant people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, can just say whatever comes out of her mouth. But somebody should ask her, Marjorie, spell HIPAA. Do us a favor. Can you spell it? Can you tell us what it means, Marjorie? And then she's there. You see, my HIPAA rights are uh, being... uh, No, Marjorie, that's not what HIPAA is. Here, let's see. HIPAA, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Taylor, why can't I spell Taylor Greene, HIPAA, that's my HIPAA rights, she don't know what the fuck she's talking about, and people eviscerated her because she, she's ridiculous, where is it? Questions whether it's a violation of her HIPAA rights. Marjorie Taylor Greene says, let's see. It is individuals often must disclose their health information or authorize the disclosure by a HIPAA-covered entity when applying for employment, life insurance, etc. The fact is it's, it's HIPAA regulates what... Entity. Now, it's not about um, you as a person not being able to reveal your vaccination status or, or medical status, or it's also it also doesn't prevent a a a, uh, a reporter from asking this. And it's not the same. Uh, like the Republicans are trying to assert, like it's um, somehow this personal choice. This person, it's too personal for me. I can't reveal this. The only reason they're not revealing it is because they don't want to offend their dim leader, their glorious dumb Fuhrer. That's it. And they're afraid that it will f- appear disloyal if they tell their dumbasses the, who follow them, um, uh, that they whether they're vaccinated or not it, it's not this has nothing to do with uh you know what leaders do this is this is not the republican party they're not leaders they're takers that's what they are they're parasites they squat in positions of authority to to manipulate it for their own benefit and this is what i say all the time too that Republicans do not get into go- into service, supposedly, government service, 
to um, help people. They're not in it for altruism. They're in it to to ingratiate themselves or to, I mean, you think Marjorie Taylor Greene, what is she in it for? She's in it to, to, for the attention. She knows nothing. She's an idiot. But can, how can we, I, I just got to ask, this is, I mean, it's disgusting and it's embarrassing that this person is a representative. She's a, she's a representative of this government of this of people they actually sent her to um you know to congress and said here you're the one that you're gonna you're gonna speak for us what this moron a moron an idiot she doesn't know anything about hipaa she knows nothing about civics she knows nothing about the government she knows words. She knows some buzzwords. She knows um, how to harass AOC, uh, how to follow a 17-year-old uh, victim of uh, a school shooting that she, she uh, her policies ensure that there'll be more of. She knows how to do that. She knows how to be a, uh, a, a parasite Oh, God. It gets worse. Wait, hold on. I hit the wrong button. That's my violation of my HIPAA right. You don't fuck you. That's not your violation of your HIPAA rights. Asking somebody whether they're vaccinated? No, it's not. I've gotten vaccinated, and do you disagree with the Republican whip? Well, your your first question is a violation of my HIPAA rights. Bullshit. You see, with HIPAA rights, uh, we don't have you to reveal see? our medical oh, records. Oh, thank and you. And it also involves our vaccine records. Do you feel any responsibility for keeping... She's explaining it to us. Safe, you know, She's an idiot. Children, skinny people who have died of the coronavirus. Do you feel any responsibility... <laughs> Tia, you cracked me up. Uh, oh, is that funny? Skinny people. <laughs> Is that funny? People dying of the of the virus that you help spread? Isn't that a knee slapper? Oh, yes, because Republicans view dead Americans like an aphrodisiac or something. Is oh, you crack me up. Because she said that, well, this is this is why she she said skinny people and young people because the Republicans are saying that it's only overweight people and old people, you know, people who should die. I guess that's um, this this is what their justification is always so baffling to me because it's like, oh, so they should die. That's it. Well, you see, when um, and now, now that children are in the ICUs, they're saying, well, these children are, they had pre-existing conditions, so, you know, a lot of them. Well, oh, okay, so that means they should die, right? That's, that's what you're saying? That, that's okay, that's cool. So that, well, would they have died if they didn't get the coronavirus? The, the, the Trump virus? Oh, oh no, but they're dying now. So children shouldn't die. That's the thing about children. That's why it's so, it's beyond tragic. And well, even old people, when you're old, 
you know, I thought, uh, let God pick when your number's up. Not the Republican lazy bastards who don't give a crap about anybody else but themselves. Not them. I mean, all I can think about is that filthy Republican conga line. Remember during Christmas we played the, the, well, here in Queens, it was the Republican, some stupid Republican club, and they they had to have a a party because they're babies, you know? They, there's no community spirit. There's no, we're in this together, let's pull together, or we'll, get, we'll hang together or we'll hang separately. There's none of that, pledging your life, fortune, and sacred honor to each other. These, these people couldn't even stay home. That's it. All you had to do was stay home, not have a party. But they had to have a party. Remember, they said, oh, well, it's been very stressful. We needed a party. And then they had a maskless party in a conga line. And then the news came out that these dumbasses were coming down with the goddamn virus. <laughs> Look at It's so funny. Skinny people dying. You crack me up. Try going to uh, the families of the 600 plus, 600,000 plus people who are dead all over this country. The grief. Yeah, that, that's why I hate them. The unnecessary grief that they cause everywhere. And they, and not only do they cause this grief, then they pour salt in the wounds constantly with their indifference. They only care if something affects them. You see? That's um, my HIPAA rights. Too bad you don't have a HIPAA right to shut your mouth. What about my HIPAA rights? Not to listen to your, your, your corrosive rot. My HIPAA rights. How about my HIPAA rights to not have a... a an authoritarian cult take over my country. <laughs> I'm s- this is so funny what you said. That skinny people are dying. <laughs> you crack me up. And uh, this, this, that's what Republicans find funny, you see? That's why when I always get... Um, these oh they're all the same they'll send me emails or try to insult me a comedian they'll say you're real funny comedian real funny and i'm like well you know if you're not getting the joke then i'm doing it right you see same thing here this is what they find funny i don't find this funny i don't find dead americans funny <laughs> you crack me up. Well, that's that's the sweet spot in uh, conservative humor. When you talk about dead Americans, <laughs> it's the best. I can't. They can't get enough dead Americans. They love it. They're not happy unless Americans are needlessly dying prematurely. It really is. Like, it has to be because they make so many dead Americans all the time. So you got to think it's got to be purposeful.
if they're doing it on accident, they, they're the, the, the most uh, vicious, bungling Mr. Magoo's ever. <laughs> but they, ha- they love dead Americans. They love starving Americans, dead Americans, American. They, they love desperate Americans because desperate Americans are easily exploitable. They'll take their shit. They won't, they don't, they don't demand living wages. They don't demand seats at the table. They leave their, their betters alone. <laughs> I, the coronavirus. Do you feel any responsibility? this bitch? Me up. Um, Do yeah. you believe that bitch? I can't. I know I'm not, I'm trying not to curse, but I have to say, can you effing believe that bitch? I, I want to, I want, I really feel violence right now. Look at this. Look at this. What's so fucking funny? You Q-sucking dumb bitch. Excuse my language, YouTube. Skinny people who have died of the coronavirus. Do you feel any responsibility? T.S., you cracked me up. That is fucking funny? Am I missing something here? Skinny people who died of the coronavirus. And she and she has this big grin. <laughs> And so funny. She buckles over and slaps her hands. You crack me up. Wow. Um, you know what? I think people's responsibility is their own. Do you think that oh, you uh, you got to emphasize that and that's another search for the superior moral justification for not giving a shit about anybody else but your but yourself. I think that your responsibility is your own. Oh, well, what about pledging your life, fortune, and sacred honor to each other? Where does that fit in? What about e pluribus unum, you dumb bitch? Oh, but you got some stars on your shirt. You got red, white, and blue. These colors don't run. Oh, no, no, they run. You run when you're, when you're wearing those colors. Oh, yeah, you, lo- you run like a goddamn little scared little QAnon sucker. You run as fast as you can away from any, from any responsibility. That's for sure. All about you. Selfish. You selfish, selfish, sick bitch. And it's, it's, it's not just her. This is a problem. That's why I'm talking about it. And I've been saying for in, in other videos and other shows that we're doing that we need to be informed, and we, but we also need to be alarmed. Uh, this is alarming to me because it's not just her. She's not an outlier. The fact that somebody like her is in Congress, that's, that's a symptom of the fact that this this grand experiment in liberal democracy is on the decline. Because we wouldn't have this. This wouldn't happen. 
Oh my God. For misleading people. Identify yourself after, after the question. Jackie Allen from the Washington Post. Okay, no, I think that's absurd. Oh, it's I, absurd. Not, I haven't, I have not misled anyone. I've not put out misinformation. So no, that I would not oh, really? consider it. You haven't put out misinformation. Well, that's why facts, reality, have such a liberal bias. That's why they go on about fake news, fake news, fake news, because they could just say whatever the hell they want to say, let any kooky bats out of the belfry fly out of their mouths, and then they just go on and say, oh, I never said that. That, that is a fascist tactic, of course. It's a, it's a tactic of every authoritarian take over every authoritarian wannabe that's part of the whole thing truth they don't they don't have an interest in truth truth they they create the truth whatever that might be she's um she's never spread any misinformation is there any need to create a virus that can spread rapidly through a population, make people sick and kill them? That's a bioweapon. So we need to be very clear about what was the intent of COVID-19 and these viruses that they experiment with, like some sort of Dr. Frankenstein experiment. experiment. These are bioweapons. There's no other reason to create a virus that, that makes people sick, spreads so quick, and kills people. There's no other intent, but it's a bioweapon. You dumb bitch. It's not a bioweapon. And even if it were, let's say it were, why not take a goddamn vaccine and nullify it, you dumb bitch? It's a bioweapon. It's a bioweapon. But I want you completely exposed to this bioweapon because the vaccine is even worse. The vaccine will be tracking you to your next clan meeting. Or where or, or meth lab, wherever you Republicans hang out. Or to the next Trump or Maramoron. Like we need to track these idiots. That's the other thing that I can't stand. Who cares where they go? I want you to go. Galt. Just go. I, nobody cares enough. You're not that important to track. So we're going to make a vaccine. So we're going to inject you with a vaccine because we need to put a tracker in you. Like, who are you? You're nothing. You're nobody. You're an idiot. You're a follower. You are a an embarrassment to human DNA. Who's going to track you unless we're tracking aberrant uh, antisocial behavior? But we could do that uh, in a in a different we well, we we don't need to track you with a with a with a tracking device. All we need to do is call Twitler and and have a rally. And then we can track you. We know where you are. Nobody cares where you are. That's the thing. Who's tracking you? It's like they're they're legends in their own mind. They know nothing. They never read a book. They read a lot of QAnon memes though. That's the other thing. They know they know nothing. Okay? They never sat down and studied anything because that takes too much effort they want everything now 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 and that is that's another hallmark not not just of the insane it's a hallmark of the immature 
of baby. That's what kids do. They don't want to, you know, they're kids. Who who wants to go through all the work of being, uh, be, you know, whatever, of, uh, you know, they can play house. They don't have to go through the whole, you know, mortgage process, <laughs> credit approval and all that, all that adulting. Same thing with these Republicans. It's too much work to knock on doors and, and have a functioning democracy or have, or present your ideas. They don't even have ideas anymore. They don't. That's so passe. Ideas. What's ideas? They just got they got the glorious dim leader. They don't even have a platform. Like Eric Swalwell said, they don't, he doesn't even know what they stand for. They don't stand for democracy. I'll tell him what. I guess that's how we can uh, we can frame it. We don't know what they what they're for, but we sure know what they're against, and that's and that's democracy. They're against democracy, and they might succeed. That's the problem. If while we're here, well, I mean, I'm we're doing what we can at this point. We're this show is part of doing what we can. I believe. It's not just complaining. Somebody said, wait, oh, on the chat, something about, where is it? You know, hope we had a plan, not just, I, I don't know, went by fast. I didn't see it, the whole thing, rather than just talking about it. But this is how we get the word out. Instead of, you know, people watching the corporate media, what are they hearing? They're, and we, we need to counteract what's, what's being said. And also, you know, inform, educate, and uh, form these communities uh, who, you know, we stick together, we win. But yeah, let's keep going. And then our American. You don't buy. Hold on. You don't. You hang on. You don't buy. The, you don't buy the argument that say hey, the gain of function is all because we've got to take these viruses and we got to power them up to look for vaccines and to look for other solutions in case somehow they they, they come up with this. You don't buy. You don't buy the logic of that. Is that what you're saying? The logic. No, I don't buy it because I don't believe in evolution. I don't believe in in that. Wow type of so-called science. I don't believe in evolution. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in so-called science. I believe in a giant man on a cloud who curiously is just a gigantic version of my own bigoted self. That's it. I don't believe in science. I believe in evolution, she says. And it's a bioweapon. No, she's a bioweapon. You understand, guys? This bitch is a bioweapon in our body politic, and she is poisoning the, 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 the country, the grand experiment in liberal democracy. She is. They are. Unreal. Well, here's uh, some more huge problem we have right now here in Washington. This is all in the last couple of days, guys. Okay? So, on one hand, she's meeting with the press going, I never spread any misinformation. And uh, and then in the other breath, the other hours of the day, she doesn't do anything. 
She has no committee assignments. She doesn't do anything for her community. She's a professional troll. That's it. She's a, she's just, uh, I don't know what the historical parallel is. She's, she's definitely a, she's like a Nazi. She's just a Nazi. She's a, the historical parallel is, uh, she's a Nazi. Well, she's, this is what she does all day. She goes on different right-wing podcasts and spreads lies. And then she goes in front of the mainstream media and goes, I never said anything that spreads lies. I never put out misinformation while in between putting out misinformation. Well, here, here we go. See, and that is the fact that there a bunch of these people are communist. They're communist. They are do all of their policies. What do you mean by what do you mean by they're communist? They're communist because the policies coming out of the Democrats, the open borders, wrecking is this our a economy. Communi- is this really a communist Democratic Party? I believe it is. I used to call them socialist. I've completely changed now that I have taken hard looks into their <sighs> policy. I've studied China. Studied. You haven't the- studied shit. Communist Party of China went to California, seen the communist government in California. What we are dealing with is communism. So I'll tell you something, Steve. You know what bothered me? When we saw the Dow started to tank the other day because COVID cases are rising, when do, that's when we saw a big narrative change. You saw Fox News going crazy of, we got to get everybody vaccinated. Sean Hannity, we got to get everybody vaccinated. And you start hearing hearing all these Republicans coming out with their messaging. We got to get everybody vaccinating. You know what that has to do with everyone? Wall Street. Wall Street. Wall Street. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wall Street communism? Huh? Well, which is it, bitch? That's why she's a she's an ignoramus. It goes. Uh, it's uh, cognitive dissonance meets the Dunning Kruger effect again. It's communism. Well, what policies are communism? It's communism. Communism. I went to California. I seen it. I seen the border. It's communism. It's communism. But you know what? It's Wall Street. That's the exact opposite of communism. You dumb bitch. You dumb, dumb, okay? And she's a representative. She's in Congress. I don't mean to yell. That's why I'm stepping back from the mic. This, this is an insult to everyone who ever died for democracy. Every single person. Now, you know that everyone who died for democracy all over the world. Not, some of them are assholes, okay? Or were. Some of them were not maybe maybe stupids maybe they were if they were alive today they'd be trump and z's but that doesn't negate the sacrifice that they they sacrificed for this government that this horrible waste of human dna is undermining with her her ignorant presence it's communism it's communism it's communism but you know what else wall street that's that's very interesting since communism is got nothing to do with wall street
the rambling, the insane ramblings of a kook. You know, we all know kooks. It's a tragic, it's a tragedy. It's a tragic tragedy. <laughs> and I can't talk, and that's a tragedy, too. We know kook. Look at, look at Steve Bannon. He's got her on her sh- on his show all the time because she's just such a lightning rod of stupidity. That's right. Richard W. says she's a welfare queen, does nothing to get government money. That's it. She is a welfare queen. She, well, she oh, she is. She her her uh, her family business. They took government loans. She did nothing. All she did was she wasn't a small businesswoman or that or like she likes to pretend. All she did was collect a check from her family business and go on tour with CrossFit. Jesus Christ. Steve Bannon is disgusting. He's a um he's a Nazi. He's an outright Nazi. Yes, he is. Um an unabashed Nazi. At least you can say that the Nazis, well, at least for him, he's uh, honest about being a Nazi, but he's not a, he's not stupid. He's, he's evil, but he's not stupid, but he knows that she is. And, um, he's got her on there to spread the stupid because his ultimate game is to destroy democracy. He he went all over the uh, the globe, meeting with authoritarian leaders to undermine democracy. He's not on the side of uh, truth, justice, and the American way. These people, it's just like Henry Wallace warned us about. Vice President Henry Wallace wrote, for those who don't know, we've read the we've read the, read it numerous times on the show. He wrote an article in 1944, The Dangers of American Fascism. It was published in the New York Times. The, the, the American fascists can be easily recognized by their perversion of truth and fact. That's what Vice President Henry Wallace said. <clears throat> that they cultivate every fissure of disunity this is what they do. Yeah, well, let's keep going. California, seeing the communist government in California. The communist what we are government dealing with. in California. You see what I mean? They, the, the, anybody, and I ask all the time, will these corporate media mouthpieces, of course not him, he's not, he's, he's a Nazi. I'm talking about anyone on corporate media. Ask these ignoramuses what are you talking about what is communism explain give me the elevator pitch bitch because she couldn't what's what's communism what's socialism give it to us what's the what's america what's what is um what is where does medicaid fall in there where is socialist security fall in there in uh in in your um own private apocalypse what do you think about that socialism you dumb bitch oh she likes socialism just fine like all republicans they're like goldilocks who who government is just right as as it uh 
serves them, or so they think. They don't seem to understand that we're in this together. Everything is connected, but because that's just too uh, that's just too e pluribus unum for them. Communism. So I'll tell you something, Steve. You know what bothered me? When we saw the Dow started to tank the other day because COVID cases are rising. When, that's when Somebody we saw a big narrative COVID. change. You saw Fox News going crazy of, we got to get everybody vaccinated. Sean Hannity, we got to get everybody vaccinated. And you start hearing hearing all these Republicans coming out with their messaging. We got to get everybody vaccinating. You know what that has to do with everybody everyone? Vaccinated. Wall Street. Wall Street. Wall Street. <laughs> Wall Street. Wall Street. Wall Street. Communism. Somebody stop her. I mean, if this were a functioning society, this bitch would be in a in the loony bin. She would. She'd be getting the help she needs, not being pushed into the halls of power. I mean, she's way over her head. That's for sure. That's why she's so unhinged, too, because it's just too much for her. It's like trying to swim against the tide. She's just like oh, flailing out there. Kooky, kooky, Wall Street, commies, Wall Street, everywhere. I've been to California. Commie, commie, commie. Fuck. Go to, why don't you, been, you've been to California. Why don't you go Galt already? Get out. That's why I'm sick of them. Just go Galt. You know? Get out. And thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Errol writes, Republic clowns should quit being divorced from reality. Yes. I wish. HIPAA. I got my HIPAA rights. That's a violation. Someone get the cops. My HIPAA rights have been touched. Illegally, I've been my you groped my HIPAA rights right there in front of this whole crowd. How dare you? Me too. Hashtag me too. My HIPAA rights. Oh my god, HIPAA rights. That's why I say, why didn't somebody? I'm, this is what makes me insane. Besides everything else, it's the corporate media. It's just lazy. Why do? Why? Why don't they? ask these questions what are you talking about all they had to do was say marjorie can you spell hipaa spell it because you you know she would she wouldn't know how to spell it can you spell it do you know what it stands for marjorie what can you give us the the acronym hipaa h um um, 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 how, uh, um, um, here, I, P, A, A, um, 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 uh, I've been to the Holocaust Museum. Did you know? It's like a Jewish, um, conspiracy, all of these HIPAA violations. That, well, your first question is a violation of my HIPAA rights. You see, I love that she she felt like she needed to explain to someone who probably knows what the fuck they're talking about. You see, with HIPAA rights, 
we don't have to reveal our medical records. And that also involves our vaccine records. Well, as, as, oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking ad just went off in my ear. I hate that shit. See, the cursing is going on. It's out of control now. There it goes again. Fuck off. Why? Why does it do that? Go away. Well, I was trying... Every time I roll up on this website, this friggin' ad just blares in my head. Oh my what we are God! Seeing, what we are stop, Josephine Harvey at the Huffington Post or HuffPo. She summed it up. HIPAA applies to medical providers, insurers, and other healthcare entities that have access to medical records. It gives individuals rights and limits over what entities can access their health information. It does not prevent a reporter from asking about your medical history, and it doesn't prevent anyone from saying whether they're vaccinated. Yes, HIPAA. <laughs> Richard W. says she thinks HIPAA means hippopotamus. She that she does. That's why I'm I'm I want her to explain what does it mean. She, you know, when she, uh, just if you even asked her to spell it, she wouldn't know how to spell it. H I P P A? No. Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. You think that she'd know that? Nah. Who wants to bet? I will bet my life. I will. If if someone asked her, what's HIPAA? Spell HIPAA. What's it stand for? She wouldn't have a, the faintest idea. But these idiots, she's in Congress. She gets to vote, okay, on, on policy that affects people's lives. Some people actually voted for her, and they give her a lot of money. She, earn, she earns, well, she uh, fundraises. She makes a lot of money fundraising. They, she, she brings in a lot of cash for these kooks. And these fascists, these un-American pricks. I don't know. That's why I say the Republican Party is irredeemable. It's an irredeemable, greed-centered, selfish death cult. It's not about COVID cases, because here's the reality. The California shutdowns, the mask mandates didn't work. That didn't stop COVID cases from spreading and people getting COVID. Mm, well, I think we'd be in we'd be in a lot worse shape. That's not true, Marjorie. The mask mandates. Six hundred thousand people died because of you, and the dumb Führer, your glorious dim leader, who told people it was just like a flu that was gonna disappear and like magic and that no nobody hardly anybody got it hardly anybody well no that's what he said nobody hardly anybody it's always the um what did he say um the the youth the youth don't get it at all and hats off remember that hats off to the immune system that's what he said that's fucking oh my god 
Can you believe the last four years we've endured and it's not stopping? Oh, that didn't work at all. Vaccines, guess what? People that have gotten vaccinated are getting COVID again. They're testing positive. So here's what they're will not dying, work. You dumb bitch. We have to fight this government out of controlling our lives. They want full control because if they can shut you down, if they can force you to vaccinate your kids, if they can force you to vaccinate at work, at school, at church, and wear masks again, they are controlling you. And that's how America Which- becomes a communist country. <laughs> A communist country? She's, I guess I cut it off too soon. A communist country. That's, this is her rationale. If you wear a mask and you get vaccinated, you're dragging the, the United States into communism, which I wish, frankly, because um, since we're teetering on fascism, Maybe a little bit of communism might balance the scales a little. I'm not a communist. I'm a democratic socialist. You know what I'm saying. But come on. Communism? Communism. So who, anybody, any Democrats, what Democrats are um, calling for government to own the means of production of private businesses? Anyone? Are there anybody? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, none? How weird. I used to say they were socialists, and now I say they're communists. What, what's the difference, bitch? You know so much about it. You've done all the studying. Give us a clue. Give us the elevator speech. Nobody, nobody ever asked them this. Jesus Christ. Hmm. That's why we're in big trouble in this country because i mean the whole thing this is a symptom of the die of a dying democracy she is a symptom of the dying democracy and let me let me read this thing here where is it oh okay this is from politico magazine rick sherman Oh, no, 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 no. Rick Shankman, founder of George Washington University History News Network and the author of Political Animals, How Our Stone Age Brain Gets in the Way of Smart Politics. So I'm just going to read this. I might have to sum some of it up. It's kind of long. The title is The Shocking Paper Predicting the End of Democracy. And this was from 2019. Everything was unfolding as it usually does. The academics who gathered in Lisbon this summer for the International Society of Political Psychologists annual meeting had been politely listening for four days, nodding along as their peers took to the podium and delivered papers on everything from explosion in conspiracy theories to the rise of authoritarianism. Then the mood changed. As one of the lions of the profession, 68-year-old Sean Rosenberg, began delivering his paper, people in the crowd of about 100 started shifting in their seats. They loudly whispered objections to their friends. Three women seated next to me near the back row grew so loud and heated. I had difficulty hearing for a moment what Rosenberg was saying. 
What caused this stir? Rosenberg, a professor at UC Irvine, was challenging a core assumption about America and the West. His theory? Democracy is devouring itself. His phrase? It won't last. Meaning democracy. As much as President Donald Trump's liberal critics might want, want to lay America's ills at his door, Rosenberg says the president is not the cause of democracy's fall. Even if Trump's successful anti-immigrant populist campaign may have been a symptom of democracy's decline. We are to blame, Rosenberg said, as in we the people. And here... I, I'm reading this. I'm gonna. This next thing sounds. When I read it, I was like, "This sounds like what I've been saying for years." Democracy is hard work, and as society's elites, experts, and public figures who's help who help those around them navigate the heavy responsibilities that come with self-rule, have increasingly been sidelined. Citizens have proved ill-equipped. And emotion, uh, cognitively and emotionally to run a well-functioning democracy. As a consequence, the center has collapsed and millions of frustrated and angst-filled voters have turned in desperation to right-wing populists. In his prediction? In well-established democracies like the United States, democratic governance will continue in it will continue, hold on, don't get your hopes up, will continue its inex inexorable decline and will eventually fail. The last half of the 20th century was the golden age of democracy. In 1945, according to one survey, there were just 12 democracies in the entire world. By the end of the century, there were 87. But then came the Great Reversal. In the second decade of the 21st century, the shift to democracy rather suddenly and ominously stopped and reversed. Right-wing populist politicians have taken power or threatened to in Poland, Hungary, France, Britain, Italy, Brazil, and the United States. As Rosenberg notes, by some metrics, the right-wing populist share of the popular vote in Europe overall has more than tripled from 4% in 1998 to approximately 13% in 2018. In Germany, the right-wing populist vote increased even after the end of the Great Recession and after, the influx, after an influx of immigrants entering the country subsided. A brief three decades after some had heralded the end of history, it's possible that it's democracy that's nearing the end. And it's not just populist rabble-rousers who are saying this. So is one of the establishment's pioneer social scientists who, who's daring to actually predict the end of democracy as we know it. Rosenberg, who earned degrees at Yale, Oxford, and Harvard, may be the social scientist for our time, if events play out as he suggests they will. His theory is that over the next few decades, the number of large Western-style democracies around the globe will continue to shrink, and those that remain will become shells of themselves. 
taking democracy's place, Rosenberg says, will be right-wing populist governments that offer voters simple answers to complicated questions. And therein lies the core of his argument. Democracy is hard work and requires a lot from those who participate in it. It requires people to respect those with different views and people who don't like, who don't look like them. It asks citizens to be able to sift through large amounts of information and process the good from the bad, the true from the false. It requires thoughtfulness, discipline, and logic. Unfortunately, evolution did not favor the exercise of these qualities in the context of modern mass democracy. Citing reams of psychological research, findings that have now become more or less familiar, Rosenberg makes his case that human beings don't think straight. Biases of various kinds skew our brains at the most fundamental levels. For example, racism is easily triggered unconsciously in whites by a picture of a black man wearing a hoodie. We discount evidence when it doesn't square up with our goals while we embrace information that confirms our biases. Sometimes hearing we're wrong makes us double down, and so on and so forth. Our brains, says Rosenberg, are proving fatal to modern democracies. Humans just aren't built for it. He says, people have been saying for two millennia that democracy is unworkable, going back to Plato. The founding fathers were sufficiently worried that they left only one half of one branch of the federal government in the hands of the people. And yet for two centuries, democracy in America more or less proceeded apace without blowing itself up. So why is Rosenberg, who made his name back in the 80s with a study that disturbingly showed that many voters select candidates based on looks, why is this man predicting the end of democracy now? He's concluded that the, res- the reason for right-wing populist recent success is that elites are losing control of the institutions that have traditionally saved people from their most undemocratic impulses. When people are left to make political decisions on their own, they drift towards simple solutions like right-wing populists offer. A deadly mix of xenophobia, racism, and authoritarianism. I mean, this this sounds, honestly, this is now me talking, not the article. This sounds like everything I've been saying for forever, that it takes maturity, to function in the free democratic society. You have to be capable of it. You have to be able to, uh, I don't know, be informed. You have to be, uh, you have to agree on truth. But you have to be able to, well, just the level of maturity that it takes to be able to function in a society of, 320 million diverse people. That takes maturity. That takes consciousness, deliberance. It takes the, the, it takes the desire to make it work. But how can we make it work when we constantly have the, the, this bitch, not this bitch, this bitch, 
course now it's not playing. Why is it I'm getting the beach ball? Don't tell me it crashed. Huge we problem we have right now here in Washington, D.C., and that is the fact that there a bunch of these people are communist. They're communist. They are do ev all of their. Policies. What do you mean by what do you mean by they're communist? They're communist because the policies coming out of the Democrats, the open borders, wrecking is this our a communist. Open borders are communist and Wall Street. But that's what I mean. You see. A deadly mix, xenophobia, racism, and authoritarianism. And that includes the, the lies, the incessant lies that you, you can't reason with this. It's communist. Everything is communist. If it doesn't suck a billionaire's taint, it's communism, right? Is that it? They don't have any clue. They think that, they, I mean, they all pine for the 50s, right? They talk about Make America great again. You know what they're talking about. They're, not, they're talking about a time where they saw something on Leave it to Beaver. America great? Not for everybody. And that's, I mean, they, they want to go back to the 50s, but not for the high marginal tax rates on the rich, the 35% unionization of the workforce, the trade tax and tariffs that, uh, oh, the progressive taxation, that's for sure, where people were able to, on one salary, earn a living wage and retire, had pensions and could go to school without coming out of college as indentured servants to the banks. So they, but they long for that time for the social Moors, the racial hierarchies, the uh, for the xenophobia, the racism, the open racism. They could say the N word. You know, people knew their place. That's what they long for. They're not see. They're not capable of functioning in a, in the kind of free democratic society that we must create. Every time we, we take a step closer to having that more perfect union, doing the things we need to do to rectify our racist history, to ensure that everyone has a seat at the table, living wages, retirement security, health care, all of that, in comes the dumb bitch like, you know, the whole Republican Party, the Marjorie Taylor Greens. Huge problem we have right now here in Washington, D.C., and that is the fact that there a bunch of these people are communist. They're communist. Okay, we gotta we gotta hear this shit. We got real problems. We have real issues to deal with. And then we gotta entertain the crackpots. The kooks, the geeks, the freaks, the greed-centered ghosts of the Gilded Age, the haints, the taints, the authoritarians, the xenophobia monsters, the racists, the dupes, the homophobes. I mean, come on. The, the giant cloud being worshippers, the people who think, who, 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 who are not fit 
who think America was what? Uh, I don't know. Uh, handed down from Mount Sinai n- next to the Ten Commandments. The Constitution was given to George Washington. This is what they think. I can't believe. Oh my God! Time. This I don't. I don't know about you guys, but time like just flies when we do the show. I, I if. Is that your experience? It's mine when the show's on, which I guess is good. But I hope it's I hope it's good for you guys. Was it good? Was it good? Okay, it's not over yet. I'm trying to where's the rest of this article? Just a couple of more paragraphs. Okay. Right-wing populists don't have to make much sense. They can simultaneously blame immigrants for taking jobs away from Americans while claiming that these same people are lazy layabouts sponging off welfare, right? That's what he says. It's just like what we just heard with Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, it's communism, it's communism, it's communism. And you know what else? It's Wall Street. It's Wall Street communism, you see? Because that's the same. It's like communism, socialism, fascism, Nazism, socialism, Democrat Party. (laughs) See? Oh, just buzz, 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 buzz. Democrat Party. Of course, say Democrat Party. That's like, that's that's throwing the gang sign. Then they know. Yeah, yeah. Democrat Party. We're on the same team, right? You're a Trump pansy. I'm a Trump pansy. I'm an America hater. You're an America hater. Okay, great. We're on the same team. Hey. We don't say Democratic Party. See, if you wanted to actually have a functioning society, you would call the party the the, uh, oldest continuous political party in world history, the Democratic Party. You would call that party by its name. That's the least you can do. Right? It's like in, in any relationship. The least you can do is call somebody by their name. But they can't even do that. They have no interest. They just want Democrat Party. Nah, 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 nah. Democrat Party. That's all they have. Democrat Party. I'm just trying to make the camera focus. That's why it does that. Democrat Party. That drives me up a freaking wall. As you guys know. Because it just go, uh, they're, they're allowed to say it. But that in itself is, I don't even, it's just another example of how they suck and how much they have no interest in democracy. And how the, also the corporate media sucks. Because I don't know how many times I've been watching the corporate media and one of these freaks, these, these filthy fascist Republicans are on there saying, well, Joe Biden promised to unify the country, but all I see is him passing uh, bills with just his own Democrat party. See? Do you see the, the cognitive dissonance there? Well, you're, you're complaining about lack of unity while not even calling the party by its name, which betrays the fact that you are a disingenuous POS that couldn't care less 
It's a game, like Ted Cruz, Pat and Eric Swawa on the back saying, hey, you're doing a great job after eviscerating him on Fox News because it's a game. <sighs> yes, they can simultaneously bl blame immigrants like, um, well, while uh, for taking away Americans' jobs while claiming that the same people are lazy, just like Marjorie Taylor Greene complaining about the communists, Wall Streeters, <laughs> which is not a thing. Um, all the populist followers care about is that they now have an enemy to, pl to blame for their feelings of ennui. Ennui. Well, it's everybody else's fault, right? And unlike democracy, which makes, which makes many demands, the populists make just one. They insist on loyalty. Loyalty entails surrendering to the populist nationalist vision. But this is less a burden than an advantage. It's easier to pledge allegiance to an authoritarian leader than to do the hard work of thinking for yourself that is demanded by democracy. Hello, this is what I've been saying all the time. It's so much easier to be an authoritarian follower than to function in democracy, than, than to do the work, than to knock on doors, than to say, well, we lost that election. How do we regroup? How do we bring more people on side? How do we get our message out? How, you know, now, how, hello, I've done that. It's not easy knocking on doors. That's how AOC got elected in this district. She knocked on every single door in the district. Her and her um, staff or whoever, the people on her campaign, they knocked on my door. They knocked on every, every door. That takes work. Republicans don't have that, they don't have that interest to do that. They would much, as you could see by their actions. Look at Ted Cruz. When the going gets tough, they get going. They get the F out of there. They F off to Cancun because it's all about them. It's not about what can I do to help? What can I do to serve? No. It's about them. It's about, oh, we're out of here. Text, text, text. We're, go we're going to Cancun. Text, text, text. It's cold. We're leaving our dog here in this freezing cold. Bye. And not only our dog, we're leaving our constituents, but also our dog. <laughs> How do you leave a dog behind in a freezing cold house? monsters and, and for those who don't know I'm talking about Ted Cruz who left his dog as he effed off to Cancun during the uh, f when when uh, Texas was freezing thanks to Republican greed and mismanagement <clears throat> in some the majority of Americans are generally unable to understand or value democratic cultures, institutions, practices, or citizenship in the manner required. 
Rosenberg concluded, to the degree which they are required to do so, they will interpret what is demanded of them in distorting and inadequate ways. As a result, they, were in, they will interact and communicate in ways that undermine the functioning of democratic institutions and the meaning of democratic practices and values. Is this everything we talk about all the time? Of course it is. That's, why, that's what's so scary. I should clarify that the loud whispers in the crowd in Lisbon weren't a, a, a response to Rosenberg's pessimism. This was, after all, a meeting of political psychologists, a group who focus on flaws in voters' thinking and the violation of democratic norms. At the conference, Ariel Malka reported evidence that conservatives are increasingly open to authoritarianism. Brian Schaefer related statistics that since Trump's election, teachers have noted a rise in bullying. Yes, because why not? The president does it. Andreas Zick observed that racist crimes shot up dramatically in Germany after a million immigrants were allowed in. What stirred the crowd was that Rosenberg had gone beyond pessimism into outright defeatism. What riled the crowd was that he's seeming, he seemingly embraced a kind of reverence for elitism no longer fashionable in the academy. When challenged on this front, he quickly insisted he didn't mean to exempt himself from the claim that people suffer from cognitive and emotional limitations. He conceded that psychological research shows that everyone is irrational, professors included, but it was unclear that he convinced the members of the audience what he really meant, what, that he really meant it, and that uh, he apparently, and they apparently found this discomforting. There were less discomforting moments in Lisbon. The convention gave an award to George Marcus, one of the founders of the discipline, who has dedicated his career to the optimistic theory that human beings, by nature, readjust their ideas to match the world as it is and not as they'd like it to be, just as democracy requires. But this isn't a moment for optimism, is it? What is happening around the world shows that the far right is on the march. And when it comes to the U.S., the problem might be larger than just one man. Liberals have been praying for the end of Trump's presidency. Remember, this is in 2019. But if Rosenberg is right, democracy will remain under threat, no matter who is in power. And here we are. And there is another follow-up to this article that I feel I have to, I have to read as a follow-up to that, because this is a more recent. Hold on, I want to put this lower third up. No, not that one. Boom! Remember, become a patron at Patreon.com/slash Tara Devlin. Just a little plug, and also that tonight's show is sponsored by Wendy Waitkus. Thank you, Wendy. Wait. Yes. There we go. 
for taking the leap, becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. You will keep this show going and growing. The Real Liberal Media, thank you so much, Wendy, for, for joining, for joining our community of real patriots. Patriots, normal people, people who are capable of functioning in a democratic society that the Republicans can only pretend to love. All right. But this is an article by Masha Gessen, who is, uh, and uh, what is they? They are non-binary. So I, I hope I don't misgender them. If I do, I apologize, and it is purely accidental. But they write, Viktor Orban became the Prime Minister of Hungary in 1998. And this is an article called Trump's Strategy for Returning to Power is Already Clear. This is recent, recently um, written. Viktor Orban became the Prime Minister of Hungary in 1998. Four years later, with a record number of Hungarians turning up to the polls, his party lost power. The next day, Orban's allies claimed voter fraud and demanded recounts. And although these demands were rejected, Orban continued to claim that the election had been stolen. In 2010, after eight years leading the opposition, Orban and his party, Fidesz, returned to power with a supermajority, enough to change the Constitution and began rapidly consolidating autocratic power. Orban has not left office in the decades since. The Law and Justice Party, led by the twin brothers Lech and Jarosław Kaczynski, first held power in Poland between 2005 and 2007 as part of a coalition government. Eight years after being voted out, their party, led after Lech's death by Jarl's Law, excuse me, returned to power, receiving the largest share of the vote that of any party that had seen since the fall of con- communism. I cannot talk. Okay, I'll get it. <clears throat> they quickly got to work dismantling the institutions of liberal democracy and establishing autocratic l- rule. Other European autocrats never had to leave office. Turkey's, re, re, um, Turkey's uh, what do you call it? Erdogan, Belarus's Lakashenko, and of course, Russia's Vladimir Putin have not been in the opposition since first touching power. But the cases of Hungary, Poland, uh, they provide examples of a particular path to autocracy. It involves an aspiring autocrat who is rebuked by voters and who then frames his loss of power as illegitimate. And here we are, launching a campaign aimed at undermining not only the party that won the election, but the very institutions of democratic government. To discuss this scenario, I called uh, Bailant Magar, the author of such books as The Post-Communist Mafia State and the Anatomy of Post-Communism Regime, to keep uh, guiding on things autocratic. After losing the 2002 election, Orban declared that 
quote, the homeland cannot be in the opposition. And by the homeland, he meant himself. Just like Trump used to say, this is very bad for our country. It's so bad for our country, meaning he himself, he's the country. By the homeland, he meant himself, envisioned as the only true representative of Hungary. If he wasn't in government, then the government had been hijacked. Orban and the opposition, therefore, criticized everything that the new government did, not because they disagreed with the policies, but because, in their view, a government that wasn't led by their party had no rights to exist. Magyar used an example from his own work. He served as Hungary's education minister from 2002 to 2006 and created private-public partnerships. He said that Fidesz members privately praised but publicly criticized because they opposed everything done by the new government. Magyar might, might as well have been describing last weekend's conservative political action conference in Orlando, where former President Trump accused Joe Biden of having, a, of having, quote, the most disastrous first month of any president in modern history, which we know is complete bullshit. Trump's Trump recited a litany of lies about his own record and Biden's policies on immigration, and he ranted about the COVID-19 pandemic. It sounded like he was against masking and then not against masking, against social distancing and then not against social distancing, or simply put, he was against everything Biden. In just one short month, we have gone from America first to America last, he falsely claimed, positioning himself and his audience as the only true Americans. This is like, hello, they are following the autocrat playbook by the letter. Right? As much as Orban claimed to have been the sole representative of Hungary. Throughout Orban's eight years in the opposition, the parties in power are always trying to have a normal discussion of policy issues, Maigar said. But Orban's party chose a permanent regime critic paradigm rather than a government critic paradigm. In other words, Fidesz opposed the institutions of government themselves, not just the people staffing those institutions or the policies they pursued. It was a permanent cold civil war. By the time that Fidesz returned to power, government institutions were widely viewed as illegitimate and therefore easily corrupted and dismantled. Trump, of course, waged war on institutions of government as president, and as the ex-president, he will continue to attack their legitimacy. In this, he can count on the support of the entire Republican Party, which for more than four years has positioned itself as the anti-government party. And I would say not just anti-government, anti-democratic, small d, Magyar said it was bad news that Trump had announced that he would not be leaving the Republicans to form his own party. Yep, that's for sure. During the past week, the conservative commenta commentators 
Joe Walsh and William Crystal have floated the possibility of leaving the Republican Party to Trump and forming a new centrist conservative party or joining the Democrats. In Magyar's opinion, that would be ineffective. It would be an ineffective response to Trumpism. Whoever leaves a party always loses, he said. The Republican Party, whose representatives in Congress voted against certifying the results of the presidential elections, hours after a violent Trumpist mob invaded the Capitol, isn't going to save itself from Trumpism and certainly isn't going to save America from it. What can the Democratic Party do? In Magyar's view, it has to aggressively pursue policies with definitive answers that address the existential fears that fuel Trumpism. This brings us to Magyar's new definition of populism, which he identifies in his most recent book as an ideological instrument for a political program of morally unconstrained collective egoism. Okay, that's a lot of uh, words. The key word in this definition is egoism. In fact, Magyar suggested reading the definition backwards to better understand it. The egotistic voter who wants to disregard other people and solely help himself can express this in a collective more easily than alone. The collective form helps frame the selfishness in loftier terms. Deploying homeland or America first ideas about keeping people safe from alien criminals, for example. In the end, Magyar writes, Populism, this populism, delegitimizes moral constraints and legitimizes moral nihilism. This is the sum of the political program. The populist gains unquestionable moral status as he exploits the people's psychological demand for group belonging and selfishness. Well, let me just read the last of this to sum it up. Magyar's view on populism as the opposition of liberalism, not only because it seeks to topple constitutional structures, because it rejects the ideas of solidarity that are the foundation of liberalism. Of course, Orban, Trump, and other populists do not deliver actual solutions. Magyar is describing their political offer, not their practice. The challenge for the party in, the pow- in, in power is to create solutions, proving in practice that solidarity can be more rewarding than selfishness. The Hungarian government in power during Orban's period in the opposition faced all the familiar pitfalls. It responded to a budgetary shortfall by requiring tuition payments at public universities, and co-payments for medical services. These wildly unpopular and painful austerity measures only solidified support for Fidesz. The secret to saving the American system of government, according to Magyar, is not much of a secret. Will the Biden administration and the Democratic Congress raise the minimum wage? Provide all Americans with accessible and reliable health care? Introduce a wealth tax? Cancel student debt? And invest in infrastructure, particularly in rural areas? These are existential questions for both American society and the American political system.
these are the policies that will save democracy. And that's, that's the truth. We have, because there has to be an alternative. The Democratic Party has to come through for the American people. It has to show by example that government of by and for the people works, that we can make things happen, that we can have a more perfect union, that government can do more than just send, um, you know, billionaires to space, that it can create a system like FDR created of, uh, of a middle class. And this time we can create it for all Americans of all pigments. And that's the answer. But, 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 right? This is why it's so incredibly alarming and frustrating to watch the Democrats do what they do all the time play uh, as as the republicans play lucy in the football again just right before uh, i mean well it was more during the day when was it gop right on the right on the um what do you call it the front page of the huffpo gop gunks up infrastructure push meaning here we go again Republican senators oppose starting debate on the $1.1 trillion spending bill on roads and bridges because negotiators have yet to agree on the legislative text. This is a tactic that the Republicans are pulling yet again. It's the Lucy and the football tactic. They're delaying ta- the, the delay. How oh, hi, Tara Jr. Jr. Hi, baby. It's a delay tactic because they're running at the clock while their monsters from Sea the Shining Sea, their flying monkeys, are ensuring that people aren't able to vote. They're passing their voting voter su- suppression bills, so the next election will be the last election. And all of this is, uh, it's kabuki theater. Republicans block debate on the bipartisan infrastructure package? Of course they did. This is just like the ACA. How much longer will they continue to fall into this trap? The Republicans dragged out the ACA. They got they got Obama. Obama? <laughs> I was going to say, for in my mind, it was Obama. <laughs> like it was uh, O'Biden, Obama. You know, like it was an Irish name. <laughs> But they got Obama to to put their shitty ideas into ACA to keep the for-profit health insurance racket in in uh, unwitting customers uh, in in premiums basically. So, um, uh, but in the end, they got no voter. They got no Republican votes. No Republicans voted for the ACA. Zero even though they dragged it on and on and on, pretending to, you know, it was always disingenuous, though. It's a tactic. Here is, does a deal seem possible? See, listen to this shit. Here, I just clicked on, here's a clip on the Huffington Post. Let's see. 
Does it seem possible? Now all the corporate media mouthpieces are like... The battle over infrastructure and the latest on those two plans currently in the works. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer set a Wednesday deadline for the bipartisan infrastructure deal. This as his party prepares a separate package that Democrats hope to pass without Republican support. NBC News Capitol Hill correspondent Leanne Caldwell joins us now. Leanne, good morning. So these senators are running up against the Wednesday deadline. What do we know about how negotiations are going right now? They sure are, Savannah. And these negotiators continued to meet throughout the weekend, not only talking to each other, but talking with the White House as well to try to work out this deal. Now, as far as this Wednesday deadline is concerned, this is a deadline imposed by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. And it's something that the Republicans in this group are not too happy about. Mm. Let's listen to what Senator Rob Portman said yesterday. Who fucking cares? They're happy. Chuck Schumer, with all due respect, is not writing the bill, nor is Mitch McConnell, by the way. Uh, so that, that's why we shouldn't have an arbitrary deadline of Wednesday. We should bring the legislation yes. forward when it's ready. Just keep it going. Maybe it'll never be let ready, right? Right, Tara Jr. Jr.? Right? Look how cute he is. <laughs> You're a good boy. Here, sit down. I wish Ray would come in here because he's wearing a thunder shirt. Poor little Ray. It was raining earlier and there was a lot of thunder and Ray gets nuts. But I tried to get Tara Jr. Jr. in the thunder shirt. He didn't like it. He doesn't need the thunder shirt. But Ray, the thunder shirt actually worked. It did. It calmed him down. Ray, Ray? Oh, he's right there. I miss see. Ray Ray. Come here, honey. Oh, little Ray Ray. Look, he's in a thunder shirt. Look how cute he is. You see, everybody? Isn't he cute? Look at his thunder shirt. Oh, wait, let me put this away. Right here. Oops. Wrong one. Wrong button. I'm sorry, Ray. Cute. <laughs> all right, all right, everybody relax. Thunder shirt. There you go. All right, we're back. That was our regularly, irregularly scheduled emotional support animal time. Oh, Jesus, help me. Jesus, take the wheel. Right? So we're in big trouble. I think that's the overarching theme of all the shows, that we're in trouble. The Republicans are actually destroying democracy. And um, what are we going to do? We have to push the Democrats to stop being dumbasses. They, they have to pass this. Um, they have to pass federal voting protection like we thought we already did when uh, people fought, bled, and died for the Voting Rights Act. But you see, you have to continuously fight each battle again and again and again because the Republicans ultimately, just like when, we, when the founders rebelled against the king, they're still, they, they never stop. They, back then... They bide their time, even if it takes two hundred and uh, over two hundred and forty years. They'll they'll be successful, dragging us back 
do the system the founders rebelled against. Right? Yes, Jim says Ray got big. Yes, he's big. He's bigger than the Tara Jr. Jr. and Francis. They're both, he's a big kitty. He used to be a baby. Isn't he cute? Yes, Peter Griffin says, should people get neighborhood cats in to get spayed? Yes, of course. That's what you do. You gotta. TNR, trap, neuter, return. All right. Where is the other thing? There's a couple of other things. I don't know what, my God. Oh, the other thing I wanted to See, I'm always right. I hate this. I hate saying that. I almost sound like, it sounds almost like Trump in a way. They say I'm always right. Not always. I mean, I was wrong once in 1972, but that was a while ago. And because everything I say, like one time, not one time, but a lot of times, if you guys know, I say, we will know this country is on the right track when all Republican speeches are automatically accompanied by a laugh track, right? That's how we know. And lo and behold, this, after uh, today, now the Republic, we know that Nancy Pelosi, they're, they're next week, we're going to have the beginnings of the um, January 6th committee or the commission to find out, get to the bottom of the, the traitors who incited a bunch of traitors to attack our demo, our democracy. And it, in spite of the fact that Officer Fanone went and met with Kevin McCarthy, who who's uh, complicit, we know this, it's going to come out, but Officer Fanone, who is suffering from PTSD from surviving that horrible day, being attacked by Trump and Z traders, he went to Kevin McCarthy to plead with him to take the January 6th commission seriously and not appoint clowns to the clown show. But as we know, everything is a game to Republicans. They don't give a crap. They incited the, the traders. They're going to do everything they can to cover the traders ass, just like trader Trump. So, Nancy Pelosi rejected the two traitors that Kevin McCarthy put on to the commission. So as Huffington Post, Jennifer Benderly writes in the Huffington Post, Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Wednesday rejected two Republican leaders, leader picks for the newly created January 6th insur- um, committee. I-, I can't talk. What is going on? For the newly created committee to investigate the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, suggesting that they made, what do you mean suggesting? Suggesting they made false statements and taking concerns, took concerning actions that make them less credible. Oh, you think? House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy responded by saying he would pull all five of his picks from the committee. Wah, oh, wah, wah, wah. So in response, you know, uh, to Nancy Pelosi putting the kibosh on the Republican clown show, 
for the January 6th commission. The Lincoln Project... Oh, here comes the music. Hold on. I'll lower it. Now I know. That's two hours. So we're going to try to keep the show around two hours tonight. And maybe tomorrow we'll have a show. I don't know. I'm trying to have as many shows as possible. Especially if you become a patron, that helps. Like Wendy. Like you, when you become a patron, like Wendy Wakis. That helps. But, so in response, after Kevin QAnon McCarthy pulled his clown show, this, he's, he announced that he's going to have, that the Republicans are going to have their, their own commission. You see? It's sort of like, this is what they do, like babies. Oh, well, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to do it myself. You see? You're not... I'm not Jim Crow 2.0. You are. I'm not. I'm not a traitor to democracy. You are. I didn't. No, it wasn't Trump and Z's. It was. Uh, it was you. It was Antifa. It was BLM. That was you. But so, in keeping with what I say, all Republican speeches should be accompanied by a laugh track. That's exactly what the Lincoln Project did. We will run our own investigation. We have law enforcement. We have military. We have doctors. We have people from all walks of life. You see this? I wonder if somebody who works there watches this show. Because, well, this is what we do all the time. It totally changes the Republican, the whole feeling. It, and it, it's appropriate when you're listening to a Republican speak automatically add a laugh track and it's yeah and you get its original intent and there's and that's what they did this is um this is the lincoln project put this together they want to know the answer the american people deserve that they don't deserve politics they don't deserve destroying the institution no committee in congress will work if one person is picking all who can serve. <laughs> this has not happened before. It's, it's like an Andy Kaufman-esque performance art. But maybe, I mean, because that's what we do on the show. We add some laugh tracks to Republican. But anyway, we'll continue to do it. Here's another thing. One last thing we'll talk about, and then we'll call it a night, and maybe we'll see each other tomorrow, hopefully. But, you know. You never know. I, here, I just want to play this. This Jen Psaki. Now we know, uh, just to give the background, um, we're experiencing a pandemic of the unvaccinated, Apparently, because there's a lot of people unvaccinated because of Republican misinformation, disinformation, politi- politicizing the virus, politicizing the the vaccine unnecessarily, needlessly killing Americans. That's the Republican way. Anyway, so Jen Psaki, I appreciate her. She takes no BS from these traitors. And uh, but Fox News, 
Now the fox mouthpieces were asking her, let's, well, let's just play it. On vaccine hesitancy, as COVID-19 cases rise, if this is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated and you guys are having a hard time getting a certain part of the pot. You guys are having a hard time. You guys. It's not us. It's not we're having a hard time. You guys. You, you get it? It's like, oh, well, we wouldn't have a, a lot of death. There wouldn't be as many deaths. If it weren't for the blue states at the time. Well, now it's the red states. They're dying because of Republican misinformation and disinformation. But the, the framing of this question pissed me off. Nobody else picked up on it uh, or at least commented on it. It just annoyed me. You guys are having a hard time getting people vaccinated. No, bitch. We are. We the people you guys? You see, it's us against them, according to them. There's no unity. You can't unify with them. And this is why I say a lot, let's split the goddamn thing up. Maybe that's the, that's the alternative. If we get to uh, the next election and there's nothing done about these Republican voter suppression bills and they steal it, what do we do? We're going to just go along with it? We're going to just allow them to destroy the grand experiment? I don't know. Well, anyway, let's continue. So you guys are having a hard time getting people vaccinated. Because it's not them. It's not we're in this together. There's no e pluribus unum over at Fox News. But ...to go get the mm -hmm. shot. Would President Biden ever call former President Trump and say, I need your help, let's cut a PSA and tell people to go do it? Well, first I would say that uh, what we've seen- Are you kidding me? I need your help. Fuck you. How's that? Let's cut a PSA. Let me lick your fragile eggshell ego. I need your help. Nobody needs him. We don't need him. He's a liar. And we have to, we have to beg him? He's not a grown-ass adult who could do the right thing, who knows the right thing? He's not the freaking former president of the United States? He needs an engraved invitation. Oh, please, my lord. Help the people you pretend to love. Remember, go home. I love you. You're very special. All the traitors on that day. Remember the special traitors who poked people's eyes out with flagpoles that said blue lives matter? Well, will the, will the president call the former president and beg him to do the right thing? Who needs to be begged to do the right thing? If you had a choice, if you, me, and or anybody just sitting in our own homes... And we found out we could do something to save lives. Wouldn't you do it? You don't need to be invited. You would just do it. Jesus, why isn't he? Why right, Haiku says on the chat, why isn't Biden doing more to get Trump to do the right thing? Because he's not... Um, a, an autonomous creature he doesn't make his own decision we all have to we, we all have to live in um, Trump's world 
And in that world, you need to be uh, especially and grotesquely obsequious to a giant orange con man with a fake university and a fake vitamin scam. Right? You got to beg him. Please, can you do something to uh, not kill your dumb, stupid followers? Maybe if you present it as uh, less people to buy your made-in-China stupid red hats, the updated brown shirt. And our data is that the most trusted... Here, Here, sorry, I hit the wrong button again. ...voices are... Let's let, let's and say I need your help. Let's cut a PSA and tell people to go do it. Well, first I would say that uh, what we've seen in our data is that the most trusted voices are local officials, doctors, medical experts, civic leaders, clergy uh, from time to time. Uh, and that is where we have really invested our funding and our resources. We've seen almost every former president play a role in putting out a PSA, uh, making sure people understood in the country that the vaccine is safe and effective. We don't believe that requires an embroidered invitation to be a part of. Uh, But certainly any role of anyone who has a platform where they can uh, provide information to the public that the vaccine is safe, it is effective. We don't see this as a political issue. Uh, We'd certainly welcome that uh, engagement. Yeah, bitch. Donald, I'm talking about him. The, the the little fragile ego, basic bitch that he is. Yeah, you don't need an invitation. You can go on your Telegram app instead of telling people that the election was stolen, instead of lying to them like the traitor you are, you could tell them, get a vaccine. Maybe you won't die, dummies. I have a follow-up to uh, Peter's question about sure. Trump. Sure, here comes another vaccine, one. Vaccine okay. Question. Uh, in my follow-up, even if the administration doesn't partner with the former president, would it consider highlighting or acknowledging in a greater way his role in creating the vaccines? Get the fuck out of here. To assure the rural voters who still support President Trump but are hesitant to get the vaccine? Get the fuck out of here. This whole, uh, can you congratulate the con man for creating the vaccine? What the hell did he do? He did nothing. He did more to spread the goddamn coronavirus than he did to stop it. So he created, um, he signed something that said, and then he named it Operation Warp Speed. He didn't do shit. He did nothing. He did less than nothing. In fact, he did worse than nothing. He was, uh, uh, he, he worked against the stopping the spread of the goddamn virus. That's what it's, it's, it's so annoying. Even on corporate media, this is the narrative now. Oh, Trump did something. He made the vaccine. He didn't do shit. He made, he signed some funding and they named it Operation Warp Speed. Now he's going on his, at his Nuremberg rallies, telling the dupes, oh, those doctors. They, they could, they were mad at me. They were so mad at me because I was like, get it done. Get it done. He actually said this. Like he gave a shit. Like he was on the phone. Um, doctor, uh, who's that doctor? The, the one that wrote the, the bone spurs article, not the article, the note that, um, the asshole has bone spurs. 
that you know, doctor, all the all these fake ass doctors. Who did he call? He called that witch doctor lady that was like hydroxychloroquine. He's like, hey, doctor, doctor, uh, you better do. Are you doing it faster, faster? Fa-? Is that that's what Stormy said, right? Hurry up, finish already. I mean, this is what he's saying. Uh, those doctors, they were so mad at me when I was like, move it, bu- oh, hello. Are you there, doctor? What are you doing? You working on the on the vaccine, the coronavirus vaccine? Hurry up! Hurry! Hurry! Faster! 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 This is what he's saying. That that's how he he contributed. This is what he did. Oh, they couldn't stand me. Those doctors, they were like, oh, I if only uh, this um. Glorious Dim Fiora, I would not have been able to solve the mystery of the vaccine if not for a giant tax-cheating orange douchebag screaming on uh, on the phone. Give me a break. Yes, Ronnie Jackson, that's the guy. Jabber Maki on the chat. Can you call him and ask him to... Um, do the right thing and and by saying that and when i mean call him i mean say thank you thank you for being a lying uh, a horrible waste of human dna oh thank you so much for for doing worse than nothing and killing over 600,000 americans in 6 months unbelievable can you at least call him and say, uh, thank you. Fucking unreal. Un-effing real. Can you thank him? No, we won't thank him. He did shit. He did nothing. And everybody needs to stop it with this Operation Warp Speed bullshit. It's not Trump. Trump did it absolutely nothing. We did it. So Trump released some funds. Yeah. So fucking what? He didn't do anything. It was the doctors, the the people, the scientists that were working on the uh, the coronavirus vaccine. It was I don't know the whole process, but they were they had already they built on research that was already done it's not like they were sitting around twiddling their thumbs they knew all of these private companies these these drug companies knew whoever came up with the vaccine first we're gonna make boo fucking bucks it's not like they were like <laughs> with their feet up like the douchebag on nancy pelosi's desk they were like shit Whoever gets this over the finish line first, you know, we, we're going to make money here. This is money. Cha-ching. They need ring, ring. It's like the guy when he's trying to cheat in the election, you know, t- Donald Trump calling him. Ring, 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 ring. And he has to turn it up, turn the phone over and turn the ringer down. Ring, 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 ring. Are you, uh, what are you doing? Are you looking in a microscope now? I mean, I, I don't know how you make a vaccine. I probably, but I probably know more 
about how you make a vaccine than the orange con man. Oh, you, what are you doing now? You don't eat lunch. You going out for lunch? You going to get a, what are you getting a coffee? I want you with that eye on the microscope, looking at all those little mic microbes. I want, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Oh, yeah, they, that's, I, I couldn't believe when I heard that scumbag at one of his Nuremberg rallies. Oh, yeah, and I get no credit, he says. I get no credit, and I tell you, I was on the phone. I Those doctors, they couldn't stand me. I was telling them that the, we need that vaccine. Yeah. Like you gave a crap? Well, he don't give a crap because if he did, he wouldn't have lied to the American people. He wouldn't have continued to lie and continue to push all of his bullshit theories like hydroxychloroquine. He wouldn't have done... I mean, if he really cared, why would he be on the phone with the vaccine? He doesn't care. And not that he would... That's not how it works anyway. Uh, John, the president's on the phone. You got that vaccine done? No, man. I was just, uh... I was just going out for a Starbucks. But you better get back to work. Get back to work, John. Well, it's like Trump's friend Jim. Jim can't go to Paris anymore. Yes. <laughs> Haiku says he was calling doctors about a Democrat hoax that will go away like a miracle on Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday is a very special day for him, apparently. So special, he spent it golfing with Rush Limbaugh, who is now burning in hell. For all eternity. All eternity. Yay! Where the rest of them will be. Where Marjorie Taylor Greene will be. Where, oh, well, Jim Jordan will be. What is this? Do we have a- Oh, no, no. I'm just looking at the Huffington Post. I have no idea. And you know how when videos play? Wait a minute. And then when one video stops, another one will just automatically come up. Wait, I'm just... That's my... That's the audio program that has all the sound effects. That's not what you want to see. Let's see. This thing. I just saw it. It's a, it said it's a a local some kind of um, local what is it? Council member blurts out a racist slur. Look at this. Do we have a house in here? Yeah. You. Okay. Do we? Hey, do we? Would, 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 would she please stand up? Can you 
believe that. The outburst came after an audience member reportedly questioned Bryant about his wife using the slur on social media. This is who they are. They're unfit. How do I, how, how, I'm not surprised. It's just shocking how unbelievably unfit they all are. Do we have a house N-word in here? Wow. And somebody said, yeah, you. Do we have a house in here? Yeah. Wow. Do we? Hey, do we? These people there, you know, what it's like to be an American with darker pigment. You just got to sit there. Look at these guys. I mean, you got to hold in your rage and endure these these white devils. Do we have a house anywhere in here? Jesus Christ. And honestly, when I see things like this, and then in general, when people are like, "This is a, this is a uh, a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated," I hope that guy's not vaccinated. I really do. I hope he's loyal to Trump and doesn't take a vaccine at all. And then he goes out and he socializes with all his Trump fancy friends. And they go to a Trump Anzi Nuremberg rally. They share, I don't know, they share a cup of beer. They drink out of the same cup. They touch their faces. They touch each other's faces. I want, I don't know, I just wish for them that they have all of the, you know, they don't abide by the mask mandate. They're free. They're free. Wow. And that he thinks that this is a way to behave. And that you know what that is. It's, it's, a, it's power. That's your white privilege right there. You are telling people, when you call people outside their name like that, especially using such a hateful term that is weighted with histories, with the vile evil of history, you're doing it because you're, you don't think that they deserve to be um, on your level. That's what it is. It's get in your place. That's what you're saying. Get back in your place, N-word. You're not, you're not, you don't deserve the dignity of your name. You're just, you're an N-word. And he, and the arrogance of that. The absolute arrogance of somebody, and people will probably vote for this prick again. He, but he needs to—he needs to be gone, legally and peacefully. Sickening, absolutely sickening. Let me just continue. With Even this if the video. administration doesn't partner with the former president. Getting back to the video where everybody wants to lick Donald Trump's taint. 
And my follow-up, even if the administration doesn't partner with the former president, would it consider highlighting or acknowledging in a greater way his role in creating the Real. vaccines to assure the rural voters who still support President Trump but are hesitant to get the vaccine? Well, I think you're, do you have data to suggest that that's the issue that's preventing people from getting vaccinated? Well, we're seeing that the communities, the communities that have the lowest vaccination rates did seem to vote for President Trump. Okay, but what I'm asking you is if information related to whether or not the former president got credit is leading people not to get vaccinated, or is it information like microchips in vaccines and it causing fertility issues, causing health issues? Because you're drawing a few conclusions there that I haven't seen in data, but maybe you have that information to No, provide. they don't have data. No, I think it's just, it's a, I think it's an issue. I mean, I think it's a common they sense. They have their guts. That these are they go with the gut. Him. These are people who are hesitant to get vaccinated. I don't think it takes a lot to draw the conclusion. Well, let, let me be very clear. Our, our objective is to ensure all Americans We'll, we'll get vaccinated. That would be, of course, we'd, lo we'd love that. Democrats, Republicans, independents, it's not a political issue to us. The virus does not, sorry, the virus does not uh, look at people's party affiliation. We recognize that. The president's going to govern for all people. What I'm conveying to you is you're jumping to a few conclusions that I don't think data backs up in terms of what the impacts are. And what we're seeing is that misinformation traveling in a range of means, whether it's social media platforms, some forms of media, some elected officials, is having the biggest factor as it relates to individuals not getting vaccinated because people don't have access to accurate information. I guess I cut it too soon. But um, you see, Twitler was invited to do um, a PSA with other former presidents, but he declined. Here's the PSA that he didn't want to be a part of. COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. Do this your part? Now it's do your part? <laughs> that's so quaint. He, that's, he could have been in that PSA. He was invited to be part of it. But he couldn't do that because he's not, he's not a man. He's a little bitch. A little fragile bitch. No offense to bitches. I like bitches. Some of them uh, I've dated. I'm a bitch. I've been told. Fucking unreal, though. Well, here, instead of doing the PSA... It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. But just the other day, they came out with a statement that 85% of the people that wear masks catch it. So they, they came out with a statement. I, get away. Somebody get him out of here. Put him in jail. No, that study, that's, well, that's 
that's what I heard. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that? Uh, Looking at this election, injection or almost a cleaning. It affects almost a cleaning. Virtually nobody. It's a. It's an amazing thing. <laughs> it affects nobody. Well, it's some, all those people who passed away were somebody to somebody. Thank you all, guys, guys, guys. You're the best. Listen up. We're going to we're going to call it a night. We have more stuff to talk about as always. But listen to my voice. It's getting rough. Rough, rough. Where's Ray? He left. Ray Ray. Isn't he cute? He's so cute. Before we go, actually, let's let's look at some pictures of cats. This is what we do sometimes. Where is my... I just want to show you, because you were saying how how much Gray has grown. Yes, he has. He grows... They grow so fast. Soon he'll be going off to college. Once he lived... Remember, he lived in a... On the streets. Let's see. How can I show you these pictures? Hmm. I guess I will have to do, if I show the entire screen, yes. Then you can see, you can see you, you can see what I see when I'm doing the show. I usually have, I just shut the window though, of all the articles. <clears throat> Let's see some pictures of Ray. Oh, look at that. See that? That's when he came over to my car as I was getting the stuff out of the trunk to feed the community cats. And there I was like, oh my God, there's a little kitten here. We tried to capture him. Look at him. This one, he lived on the street. So I got my, I had a carrier in the car and I got it out. And he almost went in. See, there's the video. Hi, baby. There's another cat. You see that cat in the back? He's a community cat. His name is Honey. We call him Honey. Poor thing, right? I wish I could find him a home. He's a sweetie, but he's feral. Ugh, it makes it does break my heart, all of it. They all break my heart. Look at him. Then he started walking away. There he is on the street oh poor honey i love honey then he just sat there <laughs> people are like what is this what show is this what kind of fucking show is this look how cute he is he was very thin trying to get him into the carrier he wouldn't go too suspicious and there's honey 
Look at honey. I, I feel bad for honey. And then... See, I tried to... He almost went in. Look at that. There's honey. Poor honey. Wouldn't go in. See? Tried to close it. Boom! He ran out. Get me out of here! <laughs> then he just sat there. Look how cute he is. Alright. The story of Ray. And where's the other one? Oh, this is when... That's Debbie from the New York City Feral Cat. She came. This is... You want to see Ray getting trapped in the trap? Almost, almost friendly. He sat right next to me. With his eyes closed. Just could not take the leap to go into the carrier. Poor honey. I wish I could take honey. It's almost go for it. Go, go, go. Go in there, Ray. Go in. New life awaits. Get in there. This is Ray's new life. No, he settled down. It's upsetting to see them in the trap, but they settled down. And then, one last. Then I took him home. This is where he lived in a cage. Until he got the clear. But then it ended up he was, or he gave Tara Jr. Jr. and Francis sicknesses. But that's okay. We're all better now. And there he is. Little Ray. First day. Look at this. That was the first day in captivity. Look at how good he was. Right from the beginning. Alright. That's it. Everybody's like, what the hell is this? What kind of show is this? Ow. I got it crick in my neck all right listen up guys my name is tara devlin you know it we're on the right side of history we're on the right side of decency dignity and democracy and thank you wendy wakus for your patronage for becoming a patron taking that leap going to patreon.com slash tara devlin to keep the real liberal media going and growing. Yes, that's right. Pookie's mama, Irene, says panthers are sweet, loving, and humongous. Oh, this is my first um, all-black cat. So I've, been, I've heard nothing but raves about them. And they uh, he's the sweetest cat, I have to tell you. That's why I ended up keeping him. I was going to just foster him. 
he just he just won me over won my heart because he was just such a sweet i never encountered a cat that was that sweet right out of the gate i mean he was he lived on the street as you saw and never ever once still never a, never swiped i never saw him hiss he never tried to scratch me bite me nothing it was just always the first week i had him i was i was able to cut his nails that's that's unheard of so i think he was just resigned he's like okay i trust you and he was taking the leap leap of faith all right my friends we will win they know it thank you pookies mama irene great show tara thank you all for hanging out thank you jim and richard and pookies mama irene and errol for your super chats thank you wendy for your patronage and everyone else who's a patron if you are a patron at patreon.com slash tara devlin you can write me an email at tarabustermedia at gmail.com, or you can send me a message through the Patreon page. You can send me a direct message and include your name and address, and I will send you a Tarabuster mug that I'm drinking out of right now. And hopefully, we'll see. Hope If tomorrow somebody becomes a patron, we'll have a show. How's that? What do you think? If somebody doesn't become a patron, we'll see. We'll see. I need to go get unconscious. When I'm unconscious, it's beautiful. There are no Republicans there. Just beautiful people and animals living peacefully together in a functioning democracy. We will win. And it's going to be interesting next week. I can't wait till the commission starts. Oh, my God. And I also can't wait for the Republicans to do their own commission because that's going to be a, that's really going to be a joke. But, okay, we'll talk more about it later. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the Right Side of History, Decency, Dignity, and Democracy. And we will win. We stick together. We win. I'll see you real soon.